Hey guys, so welcome to Wild and Basic. So today we are going to be talking about the infamous, uh, is that the word for it? Yeah, infamous influencer culture. Um, the reason I want to talk about it is because I just want to mention real quick. Uh, if you have been a follower of Emma Chamberlain or have seen people talking about Emma Chamberlain's this podcast episode about culture shift coming, uh, as it has been on my TikTok a lot, and also I listened to her podcast, so I knew I had to cover this. Uh, I l- mentioned a little bit, I feel like in one of the episodes, like recent one, about the social media backup plan and how you should always diversify your social media channels and just always have a backup plan if all fails. This will kind of like relate to that like I feel like it's almost like a part two per se but I want to talk about it is that like what is happening with influencer culture and is influencer culture really over I feel like there is a lot to you know unpack from this and um, I feel like it would be interesting for everyone to hear about it and I feel like everyone has thoughts into (laughs) in this topic but I just feel like uh, it would be interesting for me to um, have some of my thoughts about it as well because I feel like things are always evolving and that's why like things are changing in different ways. But it doesn't mean that it's going away. That's why I want to put it out there. So I feel like it's going to be a very, very fun episode and you guys really seem to love the episodes uh, that are with social media or influencer culture, <laughs> TikTok, my <laughs> cup of tea. So um yeah, it's gonna be fun. Anyway, so that is the episode. Now, before we start the episode, let's talk update. So if you guys have listened to last week's episode, I did mention that I was going to Puerto Rico. So I am back. Yeah, we got back on Tuesday night. Pretty late. <laughs> you know, when you think that like these airlines don't like you know they're just like randomly i don't want to say randomly because i don't i don't know what's going on exactly because they never tell you the truth but it was delayed you know there, there was like this uh tiktok video about JetBlue. at first they're like the reason prices are so low is because like they make you wait at the airport for so long almost entire day then you go <laughs> on the plane uh, it wasn't any different with Delta. Like, I mean, okay, it wasn't that long, but it was still delayed for a bit. Like, I don't know, two, three hours, I think. Maybe three hours. Yeah, something like that. It was two, three hours for sure. And we got back pretty late. Although I have to say, I do like Delta. So <laughs> a couple highlights from the trip. I'm definitely going to put a vlog in it on my YouTube channel. Not the main channel, guys. So if you want to watch it, it's kind of popping right now. <laughs> hasn't posted yet i have that like my editor has said it done and i have to send the footages but it's coming yeah it's gonna be the trip uh to puerto rico you know like things to do we did a lot of fun things but also the hotel tour and things to do in the hotel and the room tour and everything so it's just gonna be really fun we stayed at this really cool st regis resort so fun 100 percent recommended Anyways, so yeah, couple recaps. Yeah, you can go, uh, you will go watch their Merce vlogs on YouTube. So little promo there. Yeah, but it was so fun. Let me show you a couple highlights here. So I did rent a car 
and uh because okay i hear me out i wanted to rent a like convertible so it's you know we can enjoy the weather you know it's nice i didn't realize how like inconvenient it would be because you know regular convertibles you know like you don't do much you know you just pull the hatch and then everything you just pull push the button it goes down there weren't that many choices there were mustangs but like i have to be honest mustangs prices because you know when you think about it mustang ford mustang if you are familiar with it it's not a luxury car it's premium but you would never consider that as a luxury so the price was like i don't know probably like two grand close to two grand it was just uh pretty insane so i didn't do that but i did do jeep it's called i think jeep all jeep jeep <laughs> i'm losing my mind jeep all terrain something like that like unlimited something like that it was really fun car but i didn't realize like these jeeps right like i thought like I mean, I didn't think that it was going to be, like, automatic, you know, like, pull the hatch and, like, it will be all, all convertible. It's almost like Lego pieces. Like, you have to take each part of the top out. But at least I really thought, like, maybe the passenger and the driver, you know, the first seat, like, it would be just, like, the top of it, it will be together, but it's not. Like, each side, it's, like, one. Like, pa driver has its own roof, right? You take that part out. Then the passenger takes his part out. Then there's the back of it, too. I think the back is kind of connected, but we didn't touch that because it's a big piece. So we only took out the front. <laughs> and guess what? So we parked the car <laughs> in the National Forest or something. Then we were hiking. While we were hiking, it rained so bad. And then by the time we came back to the car, car was like the seats were so wet. <laughs> it was uh, it was an experience. I mean, we were wet anyways, but it was an experience. You should have seen the cup holders. Like <laughs> it was like so much water, <laughs> and we didn't even have napkin. We had to use one of our shirts <laughs> to dry that area. It was quite quite interesting i think it was definitely a really really fun experience i would 100 100 recommend it actually i feel like i have to be honest there aren't that many choices when it comes to what is it renting a car in uh like puerto rico because i actually initially wanted to do uh electric car but like there weren't that many choice. There weren't choices actually. That was like there weren't that many choices. There weren't any choices. I'm sure people had electric cars because I saw a couple Teslas, but I'm sure they like own it. So no one was renting it. Even on Toro, I didn't see anything. So it was very inconvenient. But I feel like Jeep is such a nice car. I don't know. This is turning to like a car <laughs> review, but I have to be honest. Like sedan is nice. But having a Jeep or just SUV is definitely a different kind of experience. Like, it feels so nice to be higher up. But at the same time, also, because I would recommend it specifically for Puerto Rico. I would not recommend sedan for Puerto Rico because the roads and the bumps, there's so many, insanely, so many speed bumps, so many, like, up and downs. It's just very, very 
not super developed, not like flat. So I feel like you're definitely gonna feel it a lot more in a sedan. But if you're in a higher up car, it was actually very convenient. So I would 100% recommend it so for your next trip. I feel like most like this beach trips or anything that you would you would expect that like you might be hiking or anything or you might be going into like national forest or something, national park, would recommend 4x4 <laughs> and SUV. <laughs> that is for sure anyways that was a little update there's definitely so much to say but i don't want to spoil it for you guys you guys should definitely go watch on merce vlogs when it's up it's not up right now but it should be up in a week or so all right so let's get on to today's episode okay so the question i said in the very beginning that is influencer culture really over like in short I'm going to say no, it is not over, but let me explain a little bit. I think people sometimes think that like being an influencer or whole this this whole influencer industry was new. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the term and that the way things were working is new, but it was never like anything completely out of the ordinary because when you look back and I even sometimes have this conversation with my dad and I feel like it makes sense there were people who were famous before who were essentially promoting products before except there were celebrities back then and then before that I don't know there were like hosts and like people going on tv and stuff there were still people like that yeah maybe they were not called influencer they were maybe called like um I don't know like a salesperson or like promoter something like that there was definitely a different word for it but it was always there but then this new wave of people came in and it became influencers and it's like became a real thing and like it just popped up nowadays it is still happening except i feel like it's turning into a different shape or form and that's just totally normal i feel like we are evolving and influencer culture an influencer industry whole, it's still very new because when you think about it, I think it really started popping off since like 2016 or so. I would say that. And when you think about it, it hasn't been that long. So I feel like platforms are changing and platforms rules are changing. Algorithm is changing, but also people's behaviors are changing, which is, again, completely normal because we consume the content very differently these days, or we also consume different content these days. Hence, I feel like the way you you used to do things, you don't do that anymore. Like, I, I will give you a perfect example. In the past, before TikTok era, I guess, you know, I would spend hours, I don't know, thinking about where I will take my next picture, how I would pose, what I would do. And like I would have to get the perfect filter and like a perfect pose and everything. I would spend a lot of time and I would expect that like I'm going to get so much engagement in return when people look at those pictures. Like there were times that I have done a lot of crazy shoots and like and I don't mean in like that way. It's like it took a lot of effort to make that shot Then even not the shot itself. Like I had to Photoshop it a lot. And I don't mean like my body, I meant like the background and like change the colors and everything to make it look cool and cute. Like, you know, the word that people say that like grass is 
<laughs> you know, like why the grass looks always greener <laughs> in pictures versus like in real life because it's like really edited and everything, which is true. Like the way you see things with your eyes, it just camera just cannot capture that. So I feel like that's why you have to edit it a lot. Anyways, what I'm just trying to say, like picture was such a big, big content that everyone was uh, like pursuing and like really, really wanting to like uh, consume. Nowadays, not so much. Yes, people still want pictures here and there, but I have to be honest. I don't know. It's because like Instagram is just like wants to be TikTok so badly, <laughs> but like it's just not working. The times that I would post the pictures on Instagram, it just doesn't perform as well as it used to. To be fair, my content also have changed these days. Not these days, I mean like since the pandemic, probably or before the tiktok era i would say uh, my content has definitely changed but also you have to think very big picture in terms of that and um, there's definitely so much to explain in that aspect because i think there are so many things connected with influencer culture about like if you're posting explicit content in the past before the tiktok and before only fans you would not be able to make money and people were looking at you so differently uh, and I don't mean like in that way, it's just more like you wouldn't be able to monetize it. Nowadays, things are very different. Even if you post an explosive content, brands would still work with you and you would still make shit ton of money from OnlyFans. I just feel like that's not the route I want to go for. But I'm just saying like, I feel like that's still very normal. That's normalized these days. Like brands wouldn't mind because celebrities are even all only fans so i'm just saying like things are very different but it is definitely changing so differently that like that's what i'm saying like it's not just instagram anymore there is like people literally just have only fans these days or they have only tiktok or they have youtube and that's it they can still make shit ton of money and they would be fine with that i just think that like, it's just like not tied to just one platform it still exists but i just feel like things are definitely changing more and i don't know what will happen that's what that definitely the, i won't make an episode about like what's happening with instagram later but this is more like the influencer culture overall and what's happening the one big thing that's happening is that like there's like people you know who are creators who have a platform right and they promote the products that's still going to be there when you think about it there's always going to be a budget for that maybe not big because to be fair not all the time like the budget were super huge when it comes to influencers they would always put the budget for influencers in advertising in the very bottom of the list <laughs> i haven't seen this from every single brand uh, maybe some different brands like revolve or some of the other brands that like they really really pursue influencers but regularly big brands they don't do that they do but like they don't spend the big budget because roi is very different in the influencer industry versus in other ones and it, people still question that a lot but that's another thing to think about. But what is happening big these days because of TikTok is UGC content. And if you guys are not familiar with this term, meaning user-generated content, this has always been there. You know, people were, there are so many people out there, even myself, you know, the times that I would create a content just for fun of it, right? But when you think about it, it's either about the hotel or either about the drink, about the clothes that I am wearing, about something, right? So definitely 
brand would see that and be like, oh, that's cool, right? Nowadays, brand actually, before brands would never want to pay you, I have to be honest. Or even if they wanted to, it would be super hard. They would maybe tag you, they would maybe post your picture with a credit if you're lucky, but they would never, they would, it would be very hard to get paid. Nowadays, that's becoming huge. Brands wants to hire, they call this like just UGC creators and they create content for brands. They don't post about it. You just create content for the brand. They use your content. You just charge them for the content. That's it. So these are actually not bad. Only thing I would say is that like, yes, it's something you do, but it's like, first, it still takes a lot of effort to create a UGC content versus a content that you would create on your own channels because on your own channels you essentially put your own twist and everything with UGC content definitely brand has their own more requirements because you're not creating this for the for yourself too you're creating for the brand you might have your own voice but brand wants a lot more things to do with the content hence it's becoming more like an advertising this is the experience I have had with some brands. I have to be honest. Some of them are like the content I have created. There's hundred percent chance that I would never post on my social media channels, but that's the content they wanted. It seemed fake to me. It doesn't resonate with me. And I know that it would never <laughs> resonate with my audience, but that's the content that they asked for and I got paid for it. So I don't complain, but I'm just saying like that industry though, it's like, it's not even industry. It's like influencer industry technically, but it's like that subsector from the influencer industry, the UGC content is just becoming huge. And I feel like there's a market there, except I'm just not sure how much of a market is there because yeah, p- companies are paying you, but most of them companies pay you for UGC content because it's cheaper. And the way you would make more money with UGC content is like if you offer a package deal. Because if you only do one video, right? I have to be very honest. Doesn't matter if you're a big creator, so that might be different. But it, most big creators, they don't really do UGC because they char- you, you have to charge a lot less with UGC versus if you were posting on your channels. But like one video of making UGC, it's not a lot. Maybe you would make less than $500. And I mean in a, like a generous way. So it's not going to be a lot, but most of the time you make more money with this because you offer them a package deal. Like they want 10 videos or 30 videos, something like monthly deal. That's when you make the most money because it's a package deal. So that is something that like people are pursuing towards. And I would say that's definitely more the route, but brands are, I have to be honest, I love working with brands, but brands also can be super shady. They don't want to pay you a lot. They really want to be cheap. And I understand that because, you know, that's their budget and they have to stick to it. But it's a very tricky scenario. And it's like, I feel like still in the early stages of building. So I hope it becomes big and we can just create content for brands. But you have to think about like, it's not, yeah, they. it's like you are the one creating the content, but there's not so much about you there. It's just that you're, they're just using you as essentially a model. You just have to think about like, it's not about you or your personality. It's more about the brand itself. So it's just, just a way to think about it. Okay, so enough about UGC. I have talked about a lot, but I feel like that's just a very big part of it. Another thing I want to mention is that like, I think before, like just a few years ago, I mean like 2017, 2018, right? 
everything was about numbers. You know, like how many followers you have and like how many likes you get. Things have changed. People look for authenticity these days. Connection uh, is the community and the comments you get. I think things are really, really changing. I don't want to throw shades, <laughs> but I have to mention this because it just sometimes annoys me. There are some people uh, in the influencer community. Um, I mean, a lot of them. I don't know how many, but like some of them I know from the crowd is that like they would simply post a picture, right? And like there is no caption. Maybe there is an emoji. Okay, maybe you would be able to do that in the past, but again, that was still the worst thing you could do in the past. And I mean only if you are Kylie Jenner or a celebrity. You just can't do that now because there is nothing for me to engage. Yes, your picture might be great, but like, what am I supposed to say to that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like if it is like a provocative picture, I'm sure that will still do well because I have to be honest, sex sells so well. Doesn't matter <laughs> what it is. I mean, I don't know how it works in Europe, but I'm just saying like in America, sex just sells well. Just that's just the word of it. Uh, period. But when it's like a fashion shoot or like you are a model, I get like a lot of models do this too. And there is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you can put your, uh, what is it, headshot or anything. But you can put some sort of like caption saying like, this is my headshot or whatever. Don't put an emoji or don't put nothing because I don't connect with that. Like, what do you want me to say to that? You know, like I get it's your headshot, but say something in the comment. Maybe like, oh, getting the steals or um getting another headshot again or like booking for another gig and stuff like that so i know like this is what's happening and i feel like in that aspect i resonate with that i know like sometimes you don't have to share all the time entertaining or valuable content it's hard to share valuable content all the time because not everything you share people find it valuable or like maybe it will be valuable from your perspective but not from people's perspective I get that point, but you have to kind of make a connection with your community. Doesn't matter who it is. Like, I don't say that like, oh my god, I am doing this such a well job. But I at least try. Like, I either try to make like jokes about myself <laughs> or the way things I am doing, or jokes about the current things. Lip sync. I think lip syncs are so fun. I think videos are overall that's why doing so well because you can really, really connect with your audience through the videos. Versus some pictures, you can still do that, but that's why with pictures it's harder. That's why sometimes I use like carousels or like these photo dumps are so popular because you get to show more, hence you make a more impact and connection with the community. Versus if it's just like one picture, again, unless that picture has some story in there, I don't know what to tell you. Like I don't know what to even comment. Sometimes people are like, oh, I don't get enough comments or I don't get enough likes, but like what is there for me to like? In the first place, like I just that's what I'm putting out there because there are some people there doing this is that like and I just don't get it because I'm like you just put an emoji or you just didn't put any caption at all. If you're a brand again, maybe here and there, it really, really depends. I feel like there's so many circumstances to it. But if you're an influencer, literally, that's your job. Uh, so spend more time to it. It's almost like you are doing a half past job. Like, don't do that just 
just spend more time. Like when I see that, it immediately pisses me off because I'm like, you're not Kylie Jenner, you're not Kim Kardashian, so you're not gonna be getting millions of likes. And the likes you're getting, I know for sure it's like, it, like you know the percentage of it. It's like it's still low. So don't you're not like you know you're not kidding anyone. I think those things maybe would have worked in the beginning of Instagram era. It's not working now. So you really have to like understand the changes coming and it's here. So you have to think about that very big. Okay, another point that I want to make, and this is very connected to this. Again, in the past, I said that, you know, numbers were everything. But these days, yeah, numbers are still a, somewhat of a thing, but not as much. But in the past, big creators, and I mean like creators was like 100, 150K, 200K, or half a million, million, they were making the big chunk of money. Again, there are some creators, they don't know how to make money. And again, that's on them. Uh, I think you have to know, this is just a, for everything, to be honest. I have to mention this. Doesn't matter if you're an influencer with 10K followers, 100K followers, 250K, 500K, or 1 million, right? You can make money with either one of them. I started making money with Instagram. It was not a lot of money. Even with, I think, I, I think it was like 3K or something. Yes, it was in the beginning. And I think, I don't know, it was $25 or $50 or something. But I still made money. And how? You have to know how you can sell yourself. That's one thing. And that's with every job. But also you have to think about always that like back of your head, that like how are you going to attract ad advertiser? Because if you're creating a content and th that there's no way for you to like someone, some advertiser to like use it or resonate with it, then that's that loses the point. That's why I was saying that in the past, if you were creating explicit content, it would be so hard for advertiser to work with you unless there were the companies that were selling like, I don't know, sex toys or like they were selling like anything to do with that kind of industry and that was just it that's just a sad truth that's what it was but nowadays things are definitely different because of the only fans and things becoming so general but let's just say if you are creating a content that's like so like i don't know i feel like it's if it is not about lifestyle something that could be advertiser friendly that's the only way i could say it you're not going to be making money and that's one reason I stay so so true to sometimes the things I share with is because I know they are super, super advertiser friendly. If I'm sharing things about like lifestyle, cars, skincare, beauty, and I don't know, like sometimes travel, that's super, super advertiser friendly. But if you're sharing some things that is like super, sometimes like, I don't know, like not even personal, mental health is still great, but like something super explicit, again, it could be funny, it could be re uh, like relatable, but you have to always think in the back of your head that how could an advertiser would pay you to promote their product? Like you always have to think that in the back of your head. That's one reason I'm saying like things are definitely different these days. And even back then it's like just because you have those big numbers doesn't matter, it doesn't mean that like advertiser will work with you. Some advertisers are dumb <laughs> and they don't care. Um, that part I agree. But they have to look at you and be like, oh, this product would resonate with their audience. 
Okay, that one, that works. And that's why you have to really make yourself... Like, niche is great, but also li- that's why lifestyle niche is great because you can connect your lifestyle to so many things. It could be beauty, lifestyle, fitness. Like, it could be so many things in one thing that could be still considered lifestyle. Hence, it's very hard genre to be actually good at because you have to make people interested in your life so that you can make money, essentially. I feel like it's like a glorified version of like reality TV shows. I mean, you think about it, you know, if you're so invested in these like real housewives or all these reality TV shows, for what? You know, because like they are really making it so interesting. Hence, you know, they are so interested. Hence, that's the point. Anyways, come back to my point saying that like big creators were making big chunk of money. I'm sure some of them are still making that if you have connections, if you know how to sell. If you know how to sell, that's that's the case. But that's just not the case anymore. What I'm trying to say is like, even if you have these days, like 20K, 10K, you can still make decent money because things have really changed. You really have to like make, show the brand that you make good content. That's why sometimes I like put out a content there that is, like brand obviously sent it to me i am so lucky that these days like i get so many packages and i get to try them but i essentially show the brand that like what i am capable of with my skills editing and everything and that's what you have to show and that's what some these brands these days are paying for besides the influence you're putting it out there or like the sales that you might be generating from that link they also want to use that content for themselves and that's why if you create a content that is really good, you could be making shit ton of money. That's what the brands want. And that's why I feel like it's, it has changed so much. Even if you're a small creator, again, this doesn't just happen overnight. I have to be very honest. But if you keep going and if you really reach out and don't just reach out, but like if you still have like, because before reaching out, you have to make sure you have some sort of a portfolio content out there. Because if you have nothing or if you have one thing, don't just reach out because no one is going to know what's going on. They'll be like, I don't know what to expect. And I don't know how, what, how, what kind of content you would even create. But it's definitely out there. I have seen so many TikTok videos about like how people making over 5K and they're still small creators. Again, there are so many exceptions, especially some niches. Like lifestyle is very hard to break into, but some niches like finance, people make shit. I mean, shit ton of money. Like... Even if you're a small finance guru, you could be making solid 10K. Uh, it's just because that niche is so big and advertisers would pay a lot. And I mean a lot of money for that. And that's one reason sometimes like it's great that like sometimes because I'm in lifestyle, I can work with some brands that like they are do like, I don't know, credit cards or points and stuff like that. They pay generous complicated (laughs) i would add that but generous so that's what i'm using i'm saying like that things are um definitely changed and there's definitely a space for uh the newcomers hence you have to be really uh putting something cool or unique out there just so you can stand out in this industry and last thing i'm going to say i think because tiktok really changed the industry and I would say, yes, people were getting like hate comments or hate on Instagram too. Like it was a thing. But Instagram also like, even to this day, I have to be honest. Yeah, you might have some really loyal followers or the community that you have brought that like you really make connection. 
there were haters, but most of them were so fake. Like, it wasn't even, like, so deep or anything. I have to be, like, there are some comments that I would get on TikTok, on YouTube, I mean, on YouTube, I said all the platforms. On Instagram, it would never hurt me because it was so, like, shallow. I didn't give a shit. It was very subtle. It was never deep. Then I was on YouTube. YouTube, like, definitely some of them got under my skin. But I would say TikTok (laughs) really, really changed the industry. First, you really have to put something so authentic out there and people would recognize it immediately if it is not authentic. Hence, that's why so many people from Instagram, the ones, and I don't mean like in a bad way, some of them are just like, they're really pretending like TikTok is Instagram. Hence, their platform or content is not working because they're trying to be relatable, but they're not relatable. I just feel like TikTok humbles you. like immediately amount of comments i have gotten on tiktok sometimes that like they were super super hurtful then under my skin uh they were just not something that i some things i would pay attention to some things about my body something about the something about hair something about that there are just so many comments that just to be like i've never gotten those comments even on like my worst day with YouTube or TikTok. That's what I'm saying, like uh, YouTube or Instagram. So that's what I'm saying. TikTok really changed that. Hence, I what I'm trying to say in here, that people really want you to be honest and share honest feedback. It's, yeah, I mean, the comedy is still a big thing, but like that pretending relatable culture is not a thing anymore. You really have to put yourself out there and show them what you're capable of. Because if you don't, they're going to point. <laughs> they're definitely going to point at you <laughs> on <laughs> how <laughs> bad you are. <laughs> because I really thought YouTube was bad. Because there are times that I have gotten so many comments about like how I sounded or how I was. Overall, just like getting that all the time. Like, are you gay comment? But TikTok made it like 10 times. Like, they got really deep into like my facial structure, my body, and the way that certain things looked. I just didn't think that I would ever pay attention to that. So I'm just saying, like, it would really humble you <laughs> or the comments I have made <laughs> and they twisted and came back to me. Uh, it's they would. I'm just saying, like, they would really pay attention. Hence, I feel like I guess it's good to have some sort of a fact check. But I'm just saying that's where the industry is right now. And uh, you really need to pay attention what is out there and what you're saying. Hence, I feel like this whole influencer culture really taking a turn because of TikTok. Because when you think about it, Instagram and YouTube has been around for so long. Well, at least YouTube, for say. But ever since TikTok came along, things definitely changed and escalated so quickly. Hence, I'm trying to say that like I feel like you really have to change things up a bit. And what you were doing before might not be working well. Hence, um, you have to adjust your content. Or if you're new... Here's some, <laughs> a lot of information about the influencer culture these days. All right, guys. So that was the episode for today. Uh, I just feel like there's so much to unpack from this, but these were some of the summaries of what I feel like it is happening these days. I hope this was helpful. And if you do find these episodes helpful, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Bye, guys. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. 
Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.